Hello and welcome to the Be Smart Podcast, offering you mentorship when and where you need it. I'm Megan Hooper, Be Smart's founder, and I'm so excited you've taken the time to listen to this podcast. I hope you find the insights and inspiration help you accomplish all of your personal and professional goals. Women represent half the population and half the U.S. labor force, but only 25% of senior managers, 10% of top earners, and 6% of senior executives. We aim to change those numbers through you, the listener. So let's get started. For our second episode, we're discussing our second core value of leadership, purpose. We believe your story is the key to understanding your unique purpose. In fact, your circumstances, challenges, and talents are not random. They're meant to wake you up to your life's purpose, showing you who you're meant to serve, why that's important, and how you're uniquely equipped to do so. To discuss purpose, I have my good friend and comedy writing partner, Reed Rickards, joining me, along with B-Smart mentorship editor and intern extraordinaire, Zoe Kaplan. Let's see what they had to say about discovering their unique purpose. Hello, Megan. Hello, Zoe. Hi, how are you? Hello. Doing well. And welcome to all of our listeners to the B-Smart podcast. We are discussing the 12, 14, right? 14? 14. Okay. 14 core values. We aren't there yet. (laughs) Uh, We're just on number two this week. And I'm actually really excited about this one. We're going to be discussing purpose. Um, Last week, we discussed vision. It was a great conversation. It was our first episode. Um, I discussed my background in theater. Megan discussed her background in theater. <laughs> Zoe hers. This is not a theater podcast, though. <laughs> so hopefully, maybe we can find something else that connects us all and switch it up this week. Musical theater. Musical theater. <laughs> Musical theater this week. <laughs> maybe all of our purposes have to do with that, too. So. Sure. I believe so. Megan knows very well this Cats trailer dropping recently last month really stirred up a lot of... Dormant <laughs> feelings and purpose. I should have been making this film. Um, but anyway, um, jumping in, uh, my thought after last week's recording was this idea of we spoke about vision um, and we knew we would be talking about purpose, number two. And this idea kind of came to me that purpose seems to be almost the fruit of vision. Um, once you do that work, um, of creating your vision, that that purpose and that sense of purpose and intentionality um, comes from that. What do you think, Megan? The number one question I get from from young people, old people, people who view themselves as young, is mm-hmm. you know I don't know what to do with my life. And mm-hmm. when we begin down this sort of journey of um, tapping back into their imagination and tapping into their vision, where do they see themselves? In all care in all categories, career, family, friends, financial, all of this, um, then they start getting a sense of uh, feeling like you know they don't want to just make a lot of money. They don't want to just live in a big house, although those things would be nice. They want there to be some meaning to the vision, some meaning to their life. And so the number two question I get from people is, how can I discover my specific 
purpose? How can I know what I'm supposed to do? And am I supposed to do, to do anything, really? I could definitely attest to that thinking, um, as I was talking about last week, you know, about to graduate, I'm young, like, what do I do next? And I think something that has really helped me actually at the beginning of uh, my internship this summer with you, Megan, we took like a mission statement test. It just asked a bunch of questions like, what do you want to be remembered for? What do you um, want to share with people? And you start to see these themes that come through. And I think that's something that I thought of too, when I was doing the exercise for vision and kind of imagining my life, like, what are the themes in the challenges, but also in my strengths that come through? Like, I've always loved writing. And that was something that kept coming up. And I was like, oh, maybe this is actually part of my purpose. And that was really exciting. I can attest writing is part of your purpose, Zoe. (laughs) What kind of writing do you do, Zoe? Um, I do a few different kinds. I am a sports editor for the biweekly paper um, at Wesleyan where I go to school, which was something that I did not think was part of my purpose or vision or (laughs) anything like that. Um, It was just they need writers and it's really opened me up to a new way of writing, especially learning how to write about things that I don't know as much about. And I also do creative writing. I'm an English major, but I have a creative writing concentration within that. So I've taken fiction courses, nonfiction. I did write, um, I did do some musical theater writing. Oh gosh, here we go. (laughs) Yes, I was waiting for it. Um, I'm not, like I sing, but I'm not great with music. Um, Who in musical theater is? (laughs) I'm just kidding. I wrote... Wrote some lyrics, which is good. Um, if you guys know You're in Town, the yeah. wrote the book for that was my professor. He was really Oh, good. cool. Yeah, they brought him in as a, a visiting professor. But definitely it was something like I was combining my love for theater and my love for writing and seeing how writing can kind of move through my life in all different kinds of ways. What really just stood out to me, Zoe, was you said it was a surprise to you. Um, right. This sports editing, uh, sports writing, editing, um, for your paper was a little bit of a surprise for you that that kind of came into your your line of work, your purpose. And I think that's an interesting thought. These things that we never anticipated um, to be our purpose. I always knew I would do something within, um, and I continue to believe and know that I will do something within um, the arts. And I like we mentioned at the top a lifelong obsession with Cats the musical and now that's been reawakened <laughs> by this terrifying trailer and thrilling. Um, for me, I think I've started, you know, in my 20s, I've started to see other things that um, have, have I, I don't know, that have caught my interest, whether it be language um, and being like, okay, I think this might be a part of my purpose. Um, what do you think, Zoe? Do you think that do you feel comfortable with those surprising moments? Does it make you uncomfortable? Does it make you less sure of what you thought was your purpose? I think it makes me uncomfortable when I had the mindset that I'm not qualified to do it. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's, I'm not usually thinking like, this is something I shouldn't do. I'm thinking, oh, this is something I can't do, especially something in sports because it's so male dominated. Um, women are often left out of the conversation. Megan actually featured someone, um, a featured uh, Be Smart Woman was talking about getting sports updates in the morning so she could keep up with her male colleagues. And wow. I think I didn't grow up, like I grew up in a household that loves sports, but I didn't grow up in a household that we always talked about them. Um, and I think that kind of put me behind and kind of keeping up with all the 
different players and teams. But to think about purpose, I think it's kind of an expansion of what I thought my purpose was. And that's really exciting. And especially if I start thinking, okay, I think I can do this. I just have to put my mind to it. I'm going to know that I, even if I don't think I'm qualified, I am capable. Um, and I think that's something that Megan was really saying when she was playing her role that we were talking about last week. Um, you don't have to worry about having the resources right now if you understand where you want to go and you're going to get there. I don't know if you want to talk a little bit more about that, Megan. Well, um, you know, Rita's bringing up some good questions about um, what, how do you discover your purpose? Does your purpose surprise you? How can we all look at our lives and understand what it is that we are meant to do if we're meant to do anything? Um, I think it behooves me to point out the exercise in the Be Smart Workbook at this point. Um, Created by Megan, edited by Zoe. <laughs> I've yet to do it. Plug <laughs> by Reed. Yes. Um, so for those of you listening at home, um, if you want to discover your purpose in three easy steps, you can. And I know that might sound silly, but... Um, uh, what, what I have experienced in my life and what we've put in the, the Be Smart um, Purpose content and in, in the workbook, uh, what, what I believe and what I've experienced in broad, simple terms is that um, your life is constantly speaking to you about what your purpose is and, and should be uh, through broadly, broadly categorized three things, your life circumstances, so where you were born, your, your gender, the town, the year, where you went to school, first boss, things like that, the, the circumstances. So if you plot out your life like a timeline, I was born in Virginia Beach in 1981, um, and so forth. So number one, your circumstances. Number two, your challenges. If you consistently had a theme of challenges, is it um, maybe being, um, you know, the youngest sibling, is there a physical challenge or a mental disability? Maybe there's a challenge that you've experienced with a certain type of person, a, a best friend you can trust or a boyfriend who's respectful. Um, and then if so, you plot out in your life, uh, the themes of challenges. And then third and finally, um, you look at your talents and your unique strengths. You look at um, what have you always loved doing and enjoyed doing when you were a little child? Did you dress up as a character from Cats and <laughs> prowl around? <laughs> um, Indeed. <laughs> did you pretend to be a, a journalist or a reporter taking notes on people at dinner and <laughs> asking for a quote about Thanksgiving dinner? Um, so... These three categories, your circumstances, your challenges, and your talents, um, those three things, broadly speaking, are, all, are communicating to you and to everyone your purpose. Your circumstances tell you, give you insight into who you are meant to serve through your purpose, who are the people who need what you have to offer. Your challenges tell you why your purpose is important. You have empathy for people who have suffered the way you've suffered or compassion for those people. And then your talents and your strengths tell you how you can accomplish your purpose. So um, really 
our life is constantly speaking to us. And, um, and finally, with all of those things, they typically come up in themes. So you typically have similar circumstances or similar challenges or similar talents come up over and over. Personally, I'm often asked to speak or um, make people laugh, like stand up or do photography out of the blue. People will ask me to do these things or offer to pay me to do these things. So, um, so anyway, our circumstances, our challenges, and our talents are all ways to help us discover our purpose. So that said, Zoe Reed, thinking about yourselves, what circumstances, challenges, and talents give you insight into your, your purpose? I mean, I've spoken a little about the writing, so I don't know if you want to. Yeah, for sure. Um, My background, I think being uh, the youngest in a large family definitely influenced me as far as that speaks to challenges too. Um, Megan spoke a little bit last week about being raised in a conservative area and the family challenges. I was lucky enough to have a very stable um, family and a pretty comfortable family, um, really great siblings who were very supportive, um, came to all of my living room showings of my one man, one kid show of cats. <laughs> I'm not kidding. This sounds like I'm just beating this dead horse. This really was sort of the staple of my childhood. Like I swear. Um, so I, the challenges for me came later. And I think that was something that I kind of spoke about last week too, as far as being very scared to take risks um, and being uncertain. Um, So I think that sort of being a little bit lost in the sauce, as my friends like to say, (laughs) um, of being the youngest sibling, um, that was my context in a very conservative family um, that was very loving, but had a very um, specific and rigid um, outlook and worldview um, that I didn't always fit into. Um, fill in the blanks there, <laughs> dot, dot, dot. Um, no, but I think for me, I've, I've learned later with my purpose and my, and, my, um, and my talents or what I'm pretty decent at would be communication, um, speaking, talking. I love to talk. I could talk for the rest of our time. <laughs> um, and I think something recently, we were, we, I spoke about language and how that kind of surprised me, taking French um, for a couple of years um, while I've been in community college when I went back to school. Um, and one thing I was really uh, taken, taken back by and really honored that a professor wrote in her recommendation letter for me that she really felt like I was someone who um, could bridge the gap between two very different groups of people, whether it be classmates, whether it be opposing thoughts, you know, when uh, discussion in classes turns to politics or um, policy, whatever. Um, And I think, Megan, that really goes to your point um, about your background really um, kind of offering a huge insight into what your purpose will end up being. And I think my conservative family who was very loving and very supportive in the ways that they could be, um, but definitely having a very different um, uh, ethical system than I have um, and very different worldview than I have, it's definitely um, influenced what I think is my purpose, which is really being a bridge and um, being a mediator of sorts and bringing understanding through language and communication to two opposing ideas or policies or peoples 
Um, so that's kind of just word vomiting. <laughs> that's <laughs> so exciting. I got really excited when you were talking about how you think communication is now like really part of your purpose. Hmm. It's such a skill, especially because it's so something that stems from what you're saying, like performing in your living room. Um, you have right. to be able to interact with an audience. And I think something that's exciting about that is you've expanded from what you thought, okay, maybe I'm just musical theater and really opened up. I know we were talking earlier that you're doing, thinking about doing film and business and kind of straying from what you were going to do, but that doesn't mean sure. you totally scrapped what yeah. your purpose is. It's just kind of right. expanding it. And that's so cool. Yes. Um, I think that kind of relates to my life when I was thinking about sports writing, like instead of being this narrow way, you can think about, okay, how are these themes broadened and what else can I try? It's kind of new opportunities. Your purpose doesn't have to be so confined. Absolutely. And, and I will also echo Reed, I think at writing as well, I think you are a brilliant essayist. And so I would love to. Thank you. Maybe you want to write a blog post for each podcast. <laughs> would you like to read something now? Oh, no. I mean, I have to say something on paper. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's such an, our society too, I feel like they really value the sense of false humility. Like, don't make me sing. Or, you know, and it's so uncomfortable. And I think it's nice to have a conversation like this with people who take their work seriously, take their um, craft seriously, and really have honest conversation. Because I mean, the conversation we had before this last week was about vision and really um, imagining the very best life that we can live for ourselves. And I think we need to have conversations like this. We need to talk about what we're good at, what brings us joy, what brings meaning to our life, and where that comes from, the challenges we've gone through that's really the ingredients to that vision. So yes, maybe purpose is the fruit of vision, but maybe purpose too is the ingredient itself for vision, to create that vision. We say our definition is that a be smart woman understands why as well as what she's creating. And there's a lot of really purpose-oriented people out there who they know their purpose, they're working on their purpose. But sometimes, and Reed, you brought this up when we were chatting a few days ago, the hardest part about your purpose can be the acceptance piece. Um, so we can have passion um, for writing or communication, theater, um, social justice, politics, um, all sorts of things. Um, but when we dig deep down into our, um, our stories and our challenges and our talents, we can at first glance, be a little disappointed. So read like you were talking about, or, or Zoe, we can think, well, I'm great at communicating, but yeah, everyone can talk. Who can't talk? But, but no, you're excellent at communicating. You're excellent with the written word. And that's a special talent and that's a skill. And you should use that. So part of accepting of your talents means owning, owning how great you are at those and, and what an asset they are and that it should be used and useful. Similarly with our challenges, um, whether it's overcoming difficult people or difficult things or circumstances, whatever it is, I think um, when we resist those difficult challenges, when we want them to just go away and be over, we miss the fruit of those challenges. We miss the, the jewels and the opportunity of, no, no, my purpose is in those challenges. My purpose is in that struggle. I wouldn't be who I am today without it. Um, 
for me, I'm, my purpose very much has to do with empowering women. And I've seen the ways that women have had their power taken politically or by men in their lives growing up in the Southern United States. I had a wonderful, you know, religious upbringing, but I also saw how religion and a geopolitical environment made women literally believe that they were second fiddle to, to the men in the room. And I saw that played out in certain business environments in, in New York. Um, not many, um, but I saw the manifestation of that where more women than men are administrative assistants. They're in the role of um, administrator, not executive. And certainly the global statistics, the U.S. and global statistics support that. So for me, Embracing the challenges of feeling like my voice wasn't being heard in the room or embracing the challenges um, that go along with maternity care and, and financial stability with all of that helped me dig deeper into how I could manifest my purpose and empower other women to not experience the same thing. Um, so I think acceptance is, is part of the key to purpose and not hiding our story, hiding where we're from trying to avoid our challenges and ignoring our talents. I think when we bring all of those into the light and we hold them and we say, yes, I played every part from cats for eight years straight <laughs> and I, and I could today. Um, <laughs> our purpose has everything to do with our, our story. I love that, especially the challenges part, embracing them. I'm wondering if this is the same for you, Reed, but I find the themes that I think of my skills are also in my challenges. And that's something you say in the content, Megan, like your purpose weaves throughout your skills and your challenges. Um, when I'm faced with a difficult situation, I often turn to writing as a way to reflect, as a way to work through what I'm going through. And that's just been always been done, something I've turned to. And I didn't realize that that could be part of my purpose. I'm wondering, is that something you found? Do you work well when you're in a tumultuous relationship with someone? Do you communicate with them and that's how you're able to solve it? Um, is talking your uh, way to get through stuff? <laughs> no, I tend to chase people off with my talking. I'm like, this first date seems to be coming to an end. Let's talk about it for a few hours. No, um, yeah, I, I totally feel like I have interest in writing. I have interest in performing in the past but I struggle more so you know I there have been periods where I really have been inspired to write um whether it's you know reading David Sedaris's new book or listening to Elizabeth Gilbert talk with you know Oprah and Yanla and it's just like oh my god I just I want to jump in and write and then I hit these hard moments um in life, whether it's my first date not texting me back within the hour, no. Um, you know, just hard moments where you're disappointed or whatever, hard moments. Right. Um, and instead of really jumping into my diary, like, you know, somebody else or uh, writing, like a lot of other brilliant writers do, I found my biggest thing is um, talking and not talking for the sake of just letting steam out, but really trying to see how deep we can go with this and really create something through talking and communicating. Um, so Megan's been the recipient of those calls, like, and what, and where can we go with this? How much further can we go with this? And I think, um, you know, my favorite thing in the world might be Super Soul Sunday. Um, Cats is a uh, close second, but I think there's just something beautiful and 
feeling something deeply and feeling that with somebody else and having this two-way understanding um, and really feeling heard and understood and sharing that with somebody. So I think, you know, going through a hard moment, I immediately jump into that and writing comes later, performing comes later for sure. Um, but yeah, I think that's why I think if I had at the end of the day, I think communicating is where it's at for me. So I'm curious for both of you, <clears throat> why do you think people resist their purpose? They don't take the time to reflect. They resist this idea of my story has something to do with where I'm going. It's not, you know, limiting where I'm going, but it, it certainly gives me the fuel to that fire. What do you think stands in the way of people discovering their purpose or manifesting their, their personal and professional purpose? I'm thinking about resources again. Um, like what we were talking about last week with vision, kind of getting up with those mental road roadblocks. Oh, someone else has told me I'm supposed to do this. Maybe what I want isn't what I'm supposed to do. Um, and I think that's something that we've talked about in our challenges, kind of what we're expected to do versus what we look inside and see what we actually want to do. Um, I think that's a big obstacle. What do you think, Reed? For me personally, I would say rejection, I think, is my biggest thing, whether it be beautifully communicating exactly what I'm feeling and being like, wow, way too much, chill out. <laughs> um, I think that is where you just, I've, in, in my experience, I've questioned it all. You know, am I saying too much? Was, should I have said that in a cooler way, in a more socially normal way? Um, when in reality, like, you know, they're friends like Megan and, you know, friends I've met that love the way I communicate and love what I have to say. But I think those moments of rejection, it could be anybody. Um, it could be somebody who really loves you and doesn't even know that they're accidentally stamping you with a rejection sign in that moment. Um, that's been my biggest obstacle and it continues to be. I'm sure half of America will also love how you communicate, Reed. Oh, God. I don't know. I, like I said, I'm still working through that. I'm just looking for half of the Tinder population in Hampton Roads. But <laughs> anyone free Saturday night? Um, uh, uh, Hampton Roads is the operative word there. Yes. Um, you know, I had a mini aha while you guys were speaking, I've always really taken it for granted that I've been somewhat aware of my purpose. Mm -hmm. And that when someone asked me how to discover their purpose, I rattle off, oh yeah, look at your story, your events, your challenges, your talents, your life speaking to you in themes. But where did I get that from? Mm -hmm. And what I realize is that I've always been a highly intuitive person and I've always known I was intuitive. Um, and I recently learned that the that everyone has intuitive abilities. Everyone has gut, everyone has instinct, but not everyone's tapping into it. Mm. The correlation of how well you're able to trust your gut, trust your instincts, tap into your intuition. What I read recently is that that's mostly correlated to your own sense of self-esteem and self-confidence. And for better, for worse, you know, my life has had some ups and some downs. I've always been incredibly confident. I've almost been, I mean, like 
I don't, I don't want to say like a huge ego, but I've always felt like I had, I was valuable. I had something valuable to say. Um, so, you know, thank you mother for early childhood development years. With that. <laughs> um, so when it comes to purpose, to discovering your purpose or manifesting your purpose, I think it kind of relates a little bit to one's own ability to tap into their gut, their instincts. And that seems to be correlated with one's self-confidence, self-esteem, their ability to believe in themselves and their own impulses. What do you guys think of that? I think it definitely is about tapping in and just kind of once you have confidence in yourself, turning that outward. Um, And I think maybe this affects different people in various ways, thinking about how you were raised, what you were saying, early childhood, if you've been always told, oh, you're great, you're the best, you can do anything. Um, And we all have different upbringings and different forces that are telling us that we're great or that we aren't. Um, But I'm wondering, you know, how we can become more confident even when I think you, or I think that maybe you can't become more confident until you kind of have this purpose in your head and kind of know where you're going. So then you can be more confident about where you're starting. Um, And I think having the purpose kind of drives that confidence. I think they go hand in hand. Absolutely. I agree with that completely. Um, Confidence is a journey. And I think these conversations are, hugely impactful with building that confidence. I think being honest with where you are, not faking that confidence. I mean, here's the deal. Some people are great at it and it's the fake it till you make it thing. And sure, maybe that works for them. I I find for me that honesty of being like, yeah, I really don't know if I can do this and sharing that with friends and kind of what we discussed last week a little bit, leaning on, it's okay to lean on somebody's else, someone else's confidence in you or vision for you while you're still creating your own. Um, Whether it's a friend sharing, yeah, I think you could do that. Go for it, go for that promotion. Yeah, I think you could. I think you're capable of getting into this school. Um, It's okay to lean on someone else for a little while because that will come in time um, and you will start to see yourself in that way. Um, I think it's Amy Poehler, my biggest thing that I always come back to when I start to feel when I've been rejected by my 18th Tinder date uh, <laughs> in a, in a six-month span, I always go back to the Amy Poehler quote when she talks about this internal voice that kind of beats you up and she says, hey, don't talk about Amy like that. She's my friend. Saying that to herself, <laughs> hey, don't talk about Reed like that. He's my friend. Um, and I think when you have great friends like I do and you, Megan, and now in you, Zoe, as a new friend. Oh, so glad. Um, you know, that that, re- that really establishes that, reestablishes that in me. Don't talk about that person that way. I would never let anybody talk about my friend Megan or Zoe that way. So why would I let myself talk about myself that way? Yeah, absolutely. You're, what I want people to take away from the purpose content on Be Smart is that your life has meaning and value. And maybe you only see the challenges. Maybe you only see talents you don't want to see. But I can assure you, you're, you are valuable. Your life is valuable. Um, and that your life experiences, the good, the bad, the ugly, are what people need from you and this world needs you they need your story and they need what you have to give and that i know for sure absolutely what a wonderful discussion today this has been so helpful to me yes thank you guys so much
You've been listening to the Be Smart Podcast, providing you mentorship when and where you need it. For more information on this series, to watch the masterclass video, read the mentorship notes, or fill out the Be Smart workbook, visit besmartguide.com slash mentorship to start your seven-day free trial. And if you're a fan of this podcast, be sure to rate, review, and share with your friends. See you next week.